Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, your go-to source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development. We hope you tune in often for all things people management, organizational development and change, organizational leadership, and social impact related. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this inspiring TED Talks HCI podcast episode, I explore Matt Tenney's 2019 TEDx talk, Why the Best Leaders Make Love the Top Priority. Welcome back to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day, and it's great to be with you again today for this inspiring TED Talks HCA podcast episode. Today, I'll be exploring the 2019 TED Talk by Matt Tenney titled, Why the Best Leaders Make Love the Top Priority. And I figured given Valentine's Day, this was a a good uh, fit for the day, but also it's important. It's important that we carefully consider the role of love in the workplace not romantic love, but a genuine caring, a genuine uh, commitment to your people. In this inspiring TED Talk, author and social entrepreneur Matt Tenney cites compelling case studies and research to help you see why making love a higher priority than profit is not only a more noble and fulfilling way to lead, it's actually the surprising secret of the best leaders. Thanks for joining me, and I will catch you on the flip side of this first clip. guess that most of you are aware that the failure rate of new businesses is very high. What you might not know is that the outlook for the largest, most valuable public companies in the U.S. is not much better. Experts at Yale and McKinsey have recently stated that the average life expectancy of S&P 500 companies is less than 20 years. In other words, the average large public company will probably not be around as long as the neighbor's special cat. Fluffy. (laughs) And this raises some interesting questions like, what causes these successful companies with proven business models to die so quickly? And perhaps most important, is there a cure? Although, of course, there are many symptoms that contribute to the failure of these companies, there seems to be one root cause of death. Their top priorities are in the wrong order. The good news is, that when we understand this root cause of death, the cure becomes obvious. We simply reorder the priorities. And applying this cure not only helps companies to survive, it can help leaders in all types of organizations to achieve extraordinary levels of long-term success. But let's start with the root cause of failure. Most leaders I'm aware of behave as though their top priorities are in this order. First, profit, or other goals of the organization. Then customers, then employees. And while this might just seem to be business as usual, making profit the top priority essentially guarantees the premature death of the organization. Here's why. When leaders make profit the top priority, they will either consciously or unconsciously neglect employees in a systematic way. 
When employees are consistently neglected, they become increasingly disengaged over time. As a result, customer service declines, product quality declines, and innovation is much less likely to occur. In other words, the organization will fail to serve the customer well. And any organization that fails to serve the customer well will not survive very long. In this opening clip, I think he does a really compelling job of explaining the problem with the typical approach that many organizational leaders take in terms of how they prioritize what's most important to the organization. I went to business school. I teach in a business school. I'm a a professor in a business school. I consult with companies and organizations across the world. And I can say uh, that in business schools and in companies alike, the number one focus of most people tends to be on profits. They talk about the responsibility to shareholders. They talk about being able to have good quarterly earnings reports. And as long as your number one commitment and your number one priority is for profits, you will inevitably end up exploiting people around you, the people in your organization, your employees, but also your customers. You'll exploit the environment. You'll make all sorts of ends justifies the means kind of arguments for cutting corners and doing things that will make you look good in the short run, but will sacrifice your long-term sustainability in the long run. And so as organizational leaders, if we really want the organization to be successful, not just getting past the founding stage, We know so many organizations don't last uh, very long after they're founded. But to his point, many organizations don't last past 20 years, even the big, huge international conglomerates, those most successful organizations. And why don't they? It's because of their number one priority, which is on profits. As long as we're focusing on profits, we're not focusing on customers. And customers are the number one way that we will be successful. We have to reach customers, otherwise our organization will fail in the long run. And how do we reach customers? It's through our people. So our number one focus has to be on our people. If we focus on our people first, they will then improve the relationship with our customers, we'll provide better products and services for our customers, and ultimately we'll have better brand loyalty and customer commitment because of the care they get from our people because we care for our people first. It's not rocket science, but again, teaching in a university business school, consulting for executive MBA programs across the world, doing consulting work, I see this constantly. And it's something we have to unlearn oftentimes that our number one focus is on profits. There's nothing wrong with profits. There's nothing inherently evil about making money. That's not what I'm saying. But if our number one focus is on profits, then inevitably, We are going to leave other things undone that need to happen in order for us to have sustainable longevity in our organization. The great leaders who not only help their organizations to survive, but achieve extraordinary long-term results, see their top priorities like this. Above all else, love employees. When we love employees well, they take very good care of the customers, and the goals of the organization are much more easily achieved. By love, I don't mean going around telling everyone, I love you, being all touchy-feely, holding hands and singing kumbaya. By love, I mean doing whatever we can to improve the long-term well-being of our team members. The best leaders are always thinking about how they can help their people to grow and to thrive, 
both professionally and personally. And the well-being of employees is a filter for every decision they make. If a course of action would negatively impact the long-term well-being of employees, it is eliminated as an option. Now, by nature, I am terrible at this. I am hardwired to be a type A, goal-driven, selfish jerk. <laughs> and I'm serious. And my obsession with goals actually led to my greatest failure. In January of 2001, I tried to take a shortcut to success. I attempted a fraud against the government and ended up spending five and a half years in prison as a result. But about two years into my time in confinement, I had a deeply transformative experience that inspired me to make love my top priority. This turned my time in confinement into the most meaningful experience of my life. So for the last 17 years, while on my journey from prisoner to monk to social entrepreneur, I have devoted my life to training to consistently love better and studying why it's so beneficial to make love the top priority. And I have found an abundance of evidence demonstrating that making love the top priority is not only the right thing to do, it is the surprising secret of the best leaders. He has a compelling background, and I appreciate his vulnerability in sharing a little bit about his story in uh, going to jail for fraud uh, and, and how he came to some self-realization about what was most important. Now, he flipped the priority list on its head in that second clip, and he said the best organizations, the, the most sustainable organizations, those that survive, but not only those that survive, those that actually excel, those that are the best organizations for the customers, for the marketplace, but also for their people, it's those organizations where leaders put caring for their people first. Their top priority is a genuine caring and he even used the word love, loving your people. Now, again, is that a romantic love? Uh, no, it's uh, certainly there's different forms of love, and we're not talking about inappropriate romantic love in the workplace and relations between boss and their people. Uh, but what we're talking about is a genuine caring, a genuine commitment to your people, where you your number one goal is to help them achieve their maximum potential to help them recognize that potential within themselves and then work towards achieving it. When we sincerely and genuinely care for our people, we, we won't undermine them, we won't exploit them, and we won't make decisions for the organization that will in any way put our people in harm's way. But rather, we recognize as our number one priority, we have to value our people and our human capital, our human resource within the organization, that, we, that, that will inform how we go about all of our decision-making each and every day. We will be less inclined to make short, uh, the short-term types of decisions that can negatively hurt us in the long run, and we'll be more inclined to take the long view recognizing that we want to attract and retain the very best people in our organization. And to do so, we have to be an employer of choice that's focused on the employee experience that empowers and builds upon the capacities of our people. Only then will we be able to get the best people to produce the best outcomes for our customers, which will help the organization to thrive. excited to announce 
the publication of my new book from HCI Press, The Alchemy of Truly Remarkable Leadership, Ordinary Everyday Actions That Produce Extraordinary Results. Consider how the nature of work has shifted over the past 50 years. With increased globalization, rapid technological advancement, and the shift in economic composition, the average job of today looks very different than the average job of 50 years ago. What will the jobs and organizations of tomorrow look like? Moreover, what does this all mean for organizational leaders? What are the core competencies and capabilities of organizations and their leadership that are prepared for continued disruption and geopolitical and socioeconomic shifts? Regardless of what the future holds, increasingly, leaders need to be socially minded, data-driven, decisive, champions of talent, and disruptors of the traditional notions of leadership, teams, organizations, and work. The alchemy of truly remarkable leadership will help you to explore your own leadership competencies and capabilities and consider ways to apply and implement them into your workplace and personal life. A great example of this is Herb Kelleher, the founder and longtime CEO of Southwest Airlines. For decades, Herb was known for consistently interacting with employees in a way that made them feel loved. He was also known for coming in on the most important family holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas to work side by side with frontline people, helping them do things like pass out peanuts on flights and load suitcases onto airplanes. Herb believed that the best way to lead any team or any organization is to make love the top priority. To say that Herb was successful with this practice would be a tremendous understatement. We could make a good case that relative to their industry, Southwest is the most successful company in US history. They have been profitable for 46 years straight. That is extremely impressive in any industry. In the cutthroat airline industry, it is almost inconceivable. And to achieve this remarkable feat, Herb never laid off a single employee and never once cut pay. Herb Kelleher is not alone, though. Many other leaders have proven this principle. In a landmark study conducted by Harvard researchers Cotter and Heskett, they tracked 207 publicly traded companies over a period of 11 years. Companies with leaders who were intentional about making it a top priority to take good care of employees outperformed their profit-focused competitors by a huge margin. Over 11 years, the people-focused companies increased their net income by an average of 756%. The profit-focused companies increased their net income by only 1%. This translated into a 901% increase in stock price for the people-focused companies versus only a 74% increase for the profit-focused companies. I love this example of Southwest Airlines. I've been using this example in my human resource management and organizational development and change courses at the university for years and years, because the bottom line is he took just a different approach to running the organization than was common in any industry, let alone the cutthroat airline industry. And we, we've all flown on a variety of different airlines. And I have to say, it, it is a measurable difference in just the customer experience when you're on a Southwest Airlines flight as compared to some of the others. I won't name them, but uh, let me just say that they are less than enjoyable experiences. And interacting with the employees is often less than enjoyable. Now, does that mean that they're bad people? No. But the system that they work in 
does not focus on them and empowering them and that has consequences and ultimately when people don't feel invested in they're not as inclined to invest in the customers and so you just have this this stark difference in terms of customer experience and it starts with the focus of the CEO all the way down the organization to truly genuinely care for and love their people willing to roll up their sleeves work alongside their people on in a consistent way uh, I just love it and we can't overstate the importance of that kind of genuine love and caring where where the CEO actually cares for his people and they know that he cares they feel it and they know it's not blowing smoke they know that it's sincere you can't fake that you can't just send out a memo and say those words and have it mean anything unless you're walking the walk. And that's what he did uh, for consistently for so many years. And it had a huge, huge impact on the, on the airline. And in fact, it's why, you know, we, we share it in business schools, we share it in consulting work because that's, I think a model of what it means to be a modern day leader in an effective organization. There are many, many reasons to lead with love as the top priority. This is the key to attracting and retaining fully engaged employees, to delivering world-class customer service, and to being agile and innovative enough to avoid becoming obsolete. But here's the primary reason that leading with love, making love the top priority, is the most effective way to lead. Influence. At its most basic definition, Leadership is the ability to influence the actions of others. And the healthiest, most sustainable, and most effective way to build influence is to consistently love the people we lead. For example, in the year 2000, although Southwest had been profitable for 28 years in a row, they were facing some serious financial challenges. There was a chance they wouldn't make a profit that year. So Herb Kelleher sent a memo to all of the nearly 30,000 Southwest employees, asking each of them if they would just do their best to save $5 per day for the rest of the current quarter. You could imagine how that would go over in profit-focused companies. <laughs> Most employees would think, whatever, and go right back to wasting time on social media. But Herb's memo was different. It wasn't really anything special except for the way he signed it. He signed it, Love Herb. It's special because he actually meant it. And every Southwest employee knew that he meant it. They remembered him coming in on Thanksgiving and Christmas to work side by side with them. They remembered him consistently demonstrating that he loved them year after year after year. Those people found a way to save $5 per day. In fact, they saved almost twice as much and Southwest, of course, had another profitable year. This is the influence we create when people know that we truly care about them. At the most basic level, leadership means the ability to influence those around you. And how do we best influence those around us? If we use fear-based, compliance-based tactics, we can get people to perform, we can get people to do what we say, but they do it out of fear. Fear-based motivation is never long-term and it's never sustainable. And it's not the way to attract and retain the best people. On the flip side, if you look at loved-based leadership, when someone genuinely cares for you, that's the best way to engender commitment, to uh, 
create loyalty with your people and people will work with you and follow you not because of some sort of fear or concern that they have over their careers but because they know you have their back and they're going to have yours so the best way to influence people is to love them and if you're uncomfortable with the word love then let's just use the word empowering let's let's talk about uh, genuinely caring and focusing and investing on your people and in that clip he talked about the letter that the ceo sent out and how he closed it with uh, the word love that was genuine that was sincere and the people knew it they knew that he meant it because they had lived it they had experienced it for years and years couldn't just say it and have it mean anything, but because he, his actions, because his behaviors had backed it up for years, they knew that he genuinely cared. They knew that he, in fact, loved them. And that is powerful. There's nothing more powerful than love. If we want to attract and retain the best people, let us create a culture where we all feel cared for, valued, and where we have a safe environment to be our true authentic self. That's what he created. That's what drove high levels of customer satisfaction for their airline and what helped them to be so successful for so many years. Sadly, we lost Herb Kelleher earlier this year. He died on January 3rd. After a private funeral for Herb's immediate family, Southwest planned a public service. They knew that they would probably need a football stadium, or maybe two, to accommodate all of the people who would want to attend. They decided to keep the ceremony more intimate, and they only invited the friends and Southwest family members who were closest to Herb. Over 5,000 people attended. During the two-hour memorial, speaker after speaker shared emotional examples of how Herb had positively impacted them and so many others. And this brings us to the most important reason to make love the top priority. If you spend the rest of your career leading with love as the top priority, you will look back one day and realize that you made a significant, positive impact on the people around you, and that you empowered them to make a positive impact on many others. And as I think we all know, somewhere deep inside of us, this is probably the only measure of success that truly matters. Thank you. to make a lasting impact in the world? Do we want to make a lasting impact within our organizations? I think we all would say yes to those questions. Now, if we genuinely care for our people, does that mean everyone's always going to like us? No. Are they going to agree with every decision we ever make? No. Will there be people that don't like us who actively try to undermine us? Yes. People can be petty and those dynamics don't just leave I'm not naive enough to think that all that can just go away because we genuinely care for our people. But when we create a culture of genuine care and concern where we truly love our people, where we want the best for our people, that will permeate the organizational culture and it will uh, have lasting impacts. We'll attract and retain people who fit with that culture, people who are more cutthroat, 
who play those political games within an organization, they're not going to last within that organization before, for long before they move on. And so, again, while I'm not naive enough to think that everything just mag- magically is, is uh, as unicorns and rainbows just because we care for our people, I do know that as we make that our number one focus, it creates a more healthy environment. We can attract and retain better people. People will be more productive, more engaged. They will innovate at higher levels. They will, ha- they will generate better brand and customer loyalty and a better customer experience. And ultimately, all of that has better long-lasting impacts for the organization's uh, strategic advantage in the marketplace and the ability to bring to market great products and services that uh, will allow them to be sustainable in the long run. That's what we're shooting for. And we're shooting for lasting impact. Not everyone's going to love me. Not everyone's going to reciprocate. But that's not the motivation behind truly, genuinely caring and loving for your people. The, the motivation in and of itself is just for the betterment of those around you. And I truly believe that as that is our number one focus, it will give us the best chance for us to have a long lasting impact in our personal life, but also in our professional life, in our careers, in our organizations. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day. And as always, I hope you stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you have a great week. We are excited about the launch of HCI's new magazine, Human Capital Leadership. Human Capital Leadership is a free, interactive e-magazine designed to help individuals, leaders, and organizations find innovative approaches to maximize their human capital potential. We will be publishing issues quarterly in August, November, February, and May. Check out the first issue and let us know what you think. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.